0: Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. Today, I'm here with County Commissioner Lorene Kamalu, who is a Kaysville resident and also a really dear friend. Lorene, I think you're a fantastic woman. You work so hard. I see you everywhere because you are constantly serving and constantly doing a great job at your job. Would you like to introduce yourself for us? Sure. Okay.
1: Yes, a little bit about me. My husband and I moved here in 1996 to Caseville. We moved from Scott Air Force Base, Illinois, where Lane was active duty for three years in some medical training. And he had a four-year assignment to Hill Air Force Base, which we started in 1996 and found our first home that we ever owned here in Caseville. Uh, We had three children at the time. We had two more children while we were still active duty military. And then he was finished with his um, active duty service in the year 2000. And um, we decided that this was a great place to continue to live and to raise our family. So for me, um, before that time, I had graduated in business and human resources. I had worked my first job in St. Louis where my husband had schooling. Um, in public relations and then when we started our family I was given some freelance work to do for that same company from home um, and then before we moved here I had started a business of my own in 1994 with a company called Creative Memories so very much my background was in business uh, I didn't grow up in a political family I really didn't ever imagine Uh, running for office or being in public service other than the normal things that we do as citizens to serve in our community. Um, But I was encouraged in the year um, 2004, no, the end of 2013 here in Caseville. encouraged by the mayor at the time and a city council member, a former city council member who both knew us some, not closely. So it always was surprising to me that they singled me out. But they encouraged me to consider uh, being more involved in Caseville in public service and to consider running for office even in 2015. And so I, I said, well, I'll kind of start watching it some more. I started to attend city council meeting in January 2014. My kids were growing up, so I had a little more flexibility and same with in my business. I'd been doing it a long time. I had flexibility. And so uh, then they needed, uh, someone needed to resign as a planning commissioner and, and I was encouraged to um, submit an application. So I did that, I was appointed to serve. And I remember sitting down in my very first planning commission meeting with all the other members who'd been appointed and, and in those positions for a little bit and, and I was the new one. And I remember turning to my right and meeting a gentleman named Jake Garn, Jr., and I said, your name sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Jake is a great guy. Yeah. And just started to learn um, from there. And um, and I have loved being able to learn about um, government and about service. And I've been able to see with my own eyes the impact that engaged and um, and informed citizens can have in in especially their local government, in city and in county. Both are considered local government. So I did run for office here, but I didn't win office in Kaysville. Um, I was uh, a runner-up a couple of times. And um, meanwhile, I had decided that I would probably be in public service for the rest of my career because I enjoyed it so much. It was something new to learn, it was very important. I decided to get a master's in public administration. So Mm -hmm. I applied to the University of Utah, different from my undergrad alma mater in business at BYU, and um, was accepted and in 2016 to 2018 worked on that master's. Uh, It was, you don't have to have a master's in public administration to be a a great elected official, but for me it was the right thing to do. I like to learn deeply. Um, Education is something I come from a family of people in education, and um, I love being able to study on a master's level about government. So I did that. I finished that. Um, I was actually in my campaign, in my race for county commission. There was an open seat in 2018, uh, a seat that would open up. So someone who was in their first term, Jim Smith, a really great, County Commissioner was not going to run for a second term. I had um, known a former County Commissioner, Luenda Downs, always wondered what she did. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Seen the signs, mm-hmm. Wonder what in the heck is a County Commissioner. <laughs> I think a
0: lot of people wonder, so that's why I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So that... That goes right into it. I mean, shall I just go there? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) It's a great way. Yeah, I mean, just today we had a gentleman. He reached out to me because of the campaign that I'm in running for re-election for a second four-year term. And I've had a number of people reach out with email and with calls. I actually love that. Citizen engagement is, again, a way to really make a difference. Um, I believe that it's easy to criticize and complain, (laughs) better to contribute and collaborate. Love that. Absolutely. Well said. And regular citizens can do that if they... Will, you know, be open and engaged and civil and interested and honestly just come to watch and observe. You can learn a lot by observation. So a a man reached out to me in my campaign yesterday. He's from Centerville. He said, I really don't know what commissioners do. I said, Well, you know, here's a general idea. Plus, we have a paper that spells it all out mm-hmm. for everyone <laughs> in our commission office. True. H- which commissioner works with what? It is really nice to have that list. <laughs> it's a great paper right there. People learn a lot. I give it out all the time, all year round, even if I'm not in a campaign. And he said, well, I want to come watch one of those public meetings. And so those exist. Everything must be in a an open and public meeting mm-hmm. for... Um, city government and contracts true and in same with county also local government only the county has you know this much bigger area and so there's even more contracts and more things that we we need to be aware of and make decisions about and there's a lot of people involved in county government there's almost a thousand employees for davis county
0: um multiple
1: departments
0: as a commissioner do you have direct responsibility for those departments? Yes.
1: Not all of them. Okay. Three commissioners are elected. It's, it really is the opposite of big government in most counties here in Utah. Most have a three-member commission, which that, that body has executive and legislative responsibilities and very clear times that we handle executive, which is administering the law, mm-hmm. compared to legislative, which is creating or or changing the law. Um, so that's legislative. We, we have, again, so many meetings. And the gentleman who came this morning had the Tuesday 10 a.m., which happens every single week, except if There's not at least two commissioners in town. So sometimes we go away for county business. Because the quorum is two. Yep, the quorum is two out of three. Two out of three. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have those uh, weekly unless there's not a quorum. And we also have work sessions. So similar to city government, there are work sessions, which are also public. Um, Occasionally, by law, there are closed meetings, which have to do with potential
0: litigation Employees, or, personnel. Mm-hmm,
1: correct. So by law, of course, there's sometimes closed meetings, but even that, the topic is is publicly announced, mm-hmm. and then whatever the outcome is after the meeting closes. So we have those, just like the cities have those. But in addition to three elected commissioners, um, there's also three, four, five, six, seven other elected officials. Starting in January, there will be eight because we are separating. We've already taken care of the start of having two different people, one the elected clerk and one the elected auditor, which is really the finance executive for the county. Starting in 2023 in January, those will be two separate uh, people. They used to be back Mm -hmm. in the past, but in the 80s, it was combined with the growth of this county and ahead of us. Growth of Salt Lake County and the growth of Utah County. Um, There's just no way that one person could do both. Can manage both, yeah.
0: And and just for transparency and um, separation of duties. responsibilities and duties, it, it makes sense to do that. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys made that decision.
1: Yeah, it was. You have to do it by law, where it's not in the middle of a term. Of course, you have to do it at the beginning of the year before February 1st by law. And, um, of course, we had just all the reasons to do it because um, of the size of our county already and the growth that is ahead of us. It's And there's a lot of state legislation in both of those areas, the clerk and the voting, and also in the finances and the auditing. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, one person could not physically be in two places at the same time. So that was part of it was time. It was That That was a great decision. Mm -hmm. So with the other electeds, which uh, serve here in Davis County, they have responsibilities for their office by state statute. They are separately elected by voters, and that includes uh, the assessor, the recorder, the surveyor, um, soon to be the clerk, separate from the auditor, It's really the chief financial officer and the budget officer by law, the treasurer is another one, Um, the elected county attorney, and then the sheriff is also elected with his own responsibilities. And so there's a lot of separation of powers because we can't take over their office. We can investigate um, as a board of commissioners if there is um, concern about uh, fraud, waste, or abuse, uh, malfeasance in Mm -hmm. an office. Um, it, you can investigate another elected official, but otherwise, they have their own responsibility by state statute.
0: Okay, to oversee their departments. Yes, is does it work? I mean, who's the who's the constant person within county government? You know, in Kaysville, we have a weak mayoral system, so we have a strong city manager, correct? Who is non-elected, pretty consistent. That that person is consistent, and so as elected officials come and go, there's some. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? There's, there's someone Continuity. Continuity, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. That's, Who is that person at the county
1: level? That's a really great question. In a three-member commission, it's actually all three commissioners. Really? And okay. the, the um, terms of office, like the cycle that they are on for re-election, uh, some years ago, it was adjusted so that only half, about half of the electeds would be up for re-election or a new... You know, if it's an open seat, you know, a new person coming in, um, there would be no way they could all be new all at once. And so when a three-member commission, um, it's it's all three that are supposed to be the steadies. And when I came in as a brand-new commissioner, um, elected in 2018, sworn into office the beginning of January 2019... Uh, so was the other one. Um, mm-hmm, he, that's what I thought. It wasn't an open seat, but he ran against an incumbent who was running for a fourth term, and that and Commissioner Stevenson won. And so, two out of the three of us were new. So, I mean, I will definitely tell you all some inside scoops. <laughs> <laughs> Good, that are very interesting to know. Okay. The commission, uh, by law, there could be three executive assistants for three commissioners, but in Davis County, because Uh, Davis County has a a history of being very fiscally conservative. Um, There has not been a need for or a desire for three full-time employees to handle the responsibilities, the administrative responsibilities of that office. Um, There are two. There are two full-time. One is considered an office manager and the the other is an administrative full-time staff person. Okay. And I will tell you that the the um responsibility of those two individuals <laughs> is also very um very big
0: mm-hmm.
1: um that office manager is financially running the office and with our oversight and the institutional knowledge that you hope is with those two people
0: right. as elected
1: come and go need it to be, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a big deal. When we came into office in 2019, the office manager had been there for like 12 years. And so that's a good amount of time it is. for someone to have learned a lot and to frankly know more about just some of that history.
0: Right, it's so valuable as you're making decisions and yeah. having discussions. Mm-hmm.
1: Finding the older contracts, you mm-hmm, know. And, exactly. Um, now, The clerk position, the elected clerk position, is considered the clerk of the commission. So, but that had evolved in Davis County before Commissioner Stevenson and I came in. It had evolved um, with prior, like the prior clerk auditor had made a change for some reason, and it had turned into our two staff who prepared the minutes. For um, and the agenda for commission meetings. That changed. When our office manager decided to retire at about 15 years, so during this, the term of two of us, um, it was a really, really big deal. And we went through a robust recruiting process. And um, part of that change was the clerk auditor, Curtis Koch, who said... I would like to take this back to what's the way it's recommended um, and the way it's done in a different county, Salt Lake County, where that clerk who doesn't have two elected roles but just one elected role, he suggested this was a good time for the clerk's office to take on the responsibility of preparing the agenda, um, getting the contracts all ready to be presented in the meeting by the various staff and departments and then um to handle the minutes and so that changed that changed just um a year ago or so and it's another additional separation so that it's not our office that's putting that out to the public it always was put out to the public that that
0: is nice to have it come from a Unaffiliated third party sort of. Yeah. Yeah. The clerk. The clerk. Instead. So they
1: actually created, they didn't even hire new people because again, Davis County is incredibly uh, diligent about when we really do need to hire another full-time person. And sometimes we do, but they wanted to try absorbing it into the clerk's division. And because there's already change that's going to happen in separating that office officially starting in January. They've been. They've just taken it on um, and worked really hard. So um, that has been a change. Also in the last year, that that a different elected official actually prepares the agenda, makes sure that the contracts have gotten the various approvals to be presented publicly, and that's, then for the minutes after the fact to be taken care of. Well, I
0: think that's a great uh, change. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yes.
1: It really was. We have a lot of institutional knowledge in a number of our electeds and also in our administrative officers, and you asked that question. If there's not an elected person's responsibility to watch over an office, and in those offices are considered subdivisions of the state where there's assessment and treasurer responsibilities and recorder responsibilities, we are also considered, in addition to being local government, we are also considered a subdivision of the state.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't
1: either before I became a commissioner. Mm. But right off the bat, I learned that both of those things apply to counties. And so um, if there's not... uh, an elected role by state statute, then it's a department director. And we do supervise those department directors. And so, like I'm gonna just share these because this is, I think, super helpful for people to know. One of the departments rotates every year, along with um, who is chair among a three member commission rotates every year. Um, We just take turns, we go in an order.
0: And and a chair, just to interrupt you really quick, has no veto power. It's just you're in charge of the meeting.
1: Yep. You're okay. in charge of the meeting. Okay. And when there needs to be a signature that represents the commission, oh. it will be the chair's signature. Got it. Okay. So you'll go through a stack and do all the signatures.
0: And that rotates every year so that, that everyone rotates every year. gets an opportunity. Okay. Correct. So it's not voted upon, you know.
1: One commissioner in office right now wondered about... Having, having the chair responsibility for two years in a row. And we said, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, it would take two commissioners <laughs> to want to pursue an idea. Mm-hmm. And so some things, you're just not going to get two commissioners. <laughs> so we've been rotating every year the way it's been done for a long, long time. And um, But the only chair rotates, and then only one other thing rotates, which is um, the The oversight for human resources. So that's a that's a, obviously a department that's very very important for such a large organization. Mm-hmm. HR. Right. By the way, my business undergrad. Um, HR was HR. <laughs> yeah. Great. From the business school. Yeah. And so here I'll just really mention briefly. But um, Commissioner Elliott is currently the chair. He has the community and economic development department um, and has. We did make a change after two years. He and Commissioner Stevenson switched that department with animal care because Elliot had had it before for his whole whole term when he was in, you know, two years before Bob and I. So um, he has community economic development. He also has, um, why am I not seeing it super clearly? Yeah, community economic development and human resources currently. I have the facilities, all of the county facilities, except for the sheriff's office, his campus. He has oversight there. I also have the health department, and I have the library system, which is seven different libraries throughout the county. And so those two fit together well um, because obviously facilities has to be watching over the maintenance of all seven of those libraries. And when we need to do any renovation or change to a library, that involves the facilities. He, o- he oversees construction also of any type over the county facilities. Whether we do some of that ourselves, and sometimes we do, or whether he does it Um. F- um Overseeing general contractors like our Memorial Courthouse that was just had a just long time historic mm-hmm. renovation. Yeah, so I have facilities, health department, library, and then and then a lot of my boards and committees consist of human services. We don't have a department that oversees um, a lot of different programs for people who are um, low income who have um services provided by you know to prevent homelessness or to um to get out of homelessness the county does not staff Mm. people to do those direct services
0: that are certainly
1: a part of
0: in other counties do they have departments or is it just absorbed like davis county great question
1: i know that the commissioners who came into office in weber county they had two come in new same time. Commissioner Stevenson and I came in new. They made a change. They, I think, were similar to us and had at least one commissioner who would convene all of the community partners, like our behavioral health, like our um, safe harbor shelter, like our the housing authority that exists, which is a federal agency. Um, there's a ton of convening that I do and that. Davis County has done, um, and Weber was probably similar to that, but they changed, and they decided that they wanted a they wanted to hire a higher level, a high level individual with a lot of experience to run what they call a center for excellence, and they hired a lady named Melissa Freegang up there, and they they changed it up, um, so that was a big change. They they basically. You know, felt like for their county, it was better to have one person who would be tenured for a long, long time and uh, convene all of that work. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it, different counties, I have learned, I have learned this so well. It makes sense, like it'll sound like a no-brainer, but no, I've seen it and experienced it. Now, 29 counties in Utah are vastly different from one another they're vastly different. And Salt Lake County is very much the outlier,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Uh but so are a lot of rural counties. And so the the more urban counties, there's just a few and and you know a lot of there's some that are growing like Cache and Tooele are definitely growing. But and they're not right on the Wasatch front. But um big difference, one size can definitely misfit all mm-hmm. when it comes to state law and county governments. Uh they have we have to really, you know, work together on all levels to make sure that
0: well, and that's why there's. It's nice that we can. We're independently sort of. We have the autonomy to make decisions yeah. that work for our county. Absolutely, it is, yes, it's right. One can't miss all. That's that's great. Isn't that a funny way uh-huh, to say that's it? That's a Cameron great deal, way to s-
1: That's who I heard coined I, it. Cameron's fantastic. One fits all. <laughs> and yeah, same yeah. thing with cities. The cities we have only fifteen cities. In Davis County, we are the smallest size geographically, the third largest populated. We are the most urban county. Yes. That all <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. It does. Fifteen cities only. And I and I don't know that that will ever, ever change. You know? So our collaboration yeah. with the
0: cities... Right. Makes a huge difference. It's a big deal. Well, and what's nice about being a mayor here in Kaysville is that... You're, you're here. You, you live yeah. in Caisville, and it's just so nice to be able to reach out and talk to you and be able to to get your ideas and advocate and lobby for different funding sources that we might need or want. Yeah. Not that we ever always get what we ask for, but it's really nice to be able to have you here within our community Yes, and e- easy to reach, reach out to.
1: We've had some questions in especially this campaign because one of my colleagues Wanted it on a work session agenda in January, and then my opponent has also put it in his speech and in um, on website about the county structure of government, which is why it's so important for people to understand it. Does it make sense to bring it up for study, um, whether there's a problem to fix or whether there's some concern going on where? Where we need to address it and um, study it, and and studies cost quite a lot of money, so they're not free. Absolutely, if we're they gonna do. Do something really big. I mean, it's it takes some money to study and do it right, um, and then you know, voting on it. Some other counties have brought who have a three member commission have had maybe someone or a commission wonder about it, and they've they've brought it up. I don't know if they studied it, but they brought it to the voters who voted it down. Um, that was Utah County and also um, Weber County. They, they, oh, it was on their ballot? They put it on the okay. ballot. I didn't I realize I don't that. even know if it had been studied. But uh, oh, the, the question in that January work session, it's all open in public, it's in the minutes, was, you know, hey, I just want to bring this up, put it on a work session. And so that happened, and Commissioner Elliott and I were, were surprised about it being brought up, um, but also had the opportunity then publicly to... To ask questions and to um, state what we what we uh, have observed so far. and um, and Commissioner Stevenson said, he's more used to a city form of government where there is a mayor and a council. And so it was something he felt like he liked from his previous experience, was a mayor and a council form. And that was one thing that he said in the public meeting and he said, you know, it could further separate executive and legislative. But Commissioner Elliott and I felt like we in order to invest in a study and to, to go through putting it on a ballot, there would need to be some a problem that needs to be fixed, um, an opportunity for efficiency, or frankly that there is clearly a problem with three commissioners representing all parts of all, all parts of a county. And so, again, it's funny when you're in a campaign that's countywide. I mean, I can't even imagine statewide races. But countywide, it's a it's, it's a a big, lot of property. hard thing mm-hmm. to get signs throughout this county. And again, we're the smallest <laughs> size county in the state. And it's still a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. However, I'm going to tell you that when you put signs up, in all of these counties, and then you visit and go to the meetings and you go to the councils and you're with people and you're in all the different libraries, you get to know this county mm-hmm. really well. And so I think if there were commissioners who were not paying any attention to any some of the cities, but playing favorites or something, I mean, no doubt, wherever we live, we're going to know the best of all because we've been here for however many decades, right? But it's a responsibility to represent all all parts of the county, and we've done things for all 15 cities that have been unique and specific to the needs of the 15 cities, with pass-through money mm-hmm. or money that is supposed to go throughout the county. We we have been, I think, as a commission, very good about that.
0: You guys have, have done a good job of, of representing everybody that you're supposed to be representing. Mm-hmm. One of the que- one of the reasons I've heard. Um, it would be interesting to think about a five-member commission. I guess there's two types, right? There's either a five-member commission or there's a mayor slash commission, kind of like a, city, a mayor council. Mm-hmm. So in a five-member commission, the reasons that I've heard it's a, it could be possibly a good idea is just that you have a little bit more representation. The commissioners at that point would be part-time maybe. Yeah, and, I... and, and there's five people making a decision rather than three because whenever two of you are together— it's right. considered a quorum. It's a quorum. It has to be and open so the public. Y- exactly. So, yeah.
1: We can't discuss um, decisions just, or even or, preliminary information exactly. outside of a public meeting. And, yeah, here's, the, here's what we've seen. There's a few variations on the structure that we do see here. The mayor and the council of Salt Lake County is the one that more people have no-
0: noticed. They're it's, more familiar with that. Yes. They have a
1: lot of visibility. Um, so an executive who's, you know, over a much larger county than any other county um, has deputy mayors, full-time deputy mayors underneath her. Um, so y- you add, up the, the, the cost you, you add that. up the cost of the salaries and the benefits that are there for people who need to be very skilled and very professional and take very good care of their jurisdiction. So multiple people within that executive there. Um, Not to mention the admins. I talked about we have two admins for three full-time commissioners, should be full-time. We're paid to be full-time and work full-time. I feel very strongly about that. Um, So multiple admins for the executive full-time. And then, um, I mean, we are in meetings at the state level and also the association of counties, just like you have a League of Cities and Towns. Mm -hmm. We're in meetings all the time. We have come to know these counties quite well. And we see who's able to come. And, um, I mean, my personal belief is that it, I see all electeds in counties across this state care deeply and, and want to do the right thing. That's good to hear. But many of them who are considered part-time commissioners or a part-time legislature, they're with their other jobs when the capital session and the legislative session is going on for all those weeks they are not able to be there because they have other full-time jobs. And so when Tooele County made a different form and they have um, an appointed county manager, Cache County made a change some years ago, maybe the first one to make a change some years ago, where they have an elected county manager. All of the legislative positions or even if they have some executive responsibility still as a as a commissioner that's not considered full time, their their pay um it's hard to get people who can't. Fully give it committed their all. is that yeah. what you're suggesting? Yes. Okay. It's hard to get and I mean I have one of the ones who's most invested, she is in leadership for the Utah Association of Counties, elected by her peers. She's very skilled and very devoted to policy. We see her more than many, <laughs> and she comes all the way from, from Logan area to, to represent her county and to represent all counties in her role. She's, she's not running again. And, uh, and I remember hearing, I, I asked her once a couple of years ago, or she asked me, you know, what is the, what is the time commitment? What is the pay for your county? And I told her, and and I said, what about yours? She said, it'll take as much time as you'll give it, like a mayor, here, mm-hmm. a, a weak mayor, right? And I'm right. using my fingers as quotations, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's a huge amount of responsibility. It's, it and it time. is. It's
0: a full time job. It's a full more than full time.
1: People don't really know or understand that because so much is behind the. It's scenes. True. and I
0: didn't realize it. No. Actually, how much time it would take?
1: I I believe that every single new mayor, probably every single new commissioner who's elected in a place like Cache County, you know, truly wants to serve, truly cares about the community, does not realize the amount of time that it will take if they're really trying to do a great work
0: so in your travels and in conversations you're saying I guess you're saying that really it should be a full-time job the expectation should be full-time the pay should be full-time yeah. in order to to get what you need out of your county commissioners you want them to be fully engaged fully focused
1: yes I feel very strongly about that okay I expected it to be that way I, I had no surprises actually because in my year of campaigning in 2018 I mean, I wasn't sure I would run. I wasn't sure I wanted to run. I wasn't sure I had the energy to run again. Um, you know, I'd, I'd run and done a good job. You, you absolutely did. I for four and a half years in my city, and I, I was feeling a little tired. Um, but I decided to watch. I found out they have weekly meetings. I started to attend. I attended Um, from right after I lost that election in November. <laughs> the next week, I went to a county commission to watch. And I just I watched. I watched for weeks. I watched the rest of the year. And um, by the time the new year came, I decided I feel really tired, but I think I will go ahead and move right into a campaign and run for county commission. It'll be an open seat. I found that out because the person told me he noticed me attending. And it's it's a really big deal to see people wanting to attend to learn. Absolutely. I mean, I know it's the same in the city. Mm-hmm. When you see people who just want to observe and really truly learn, They're few. (laughs) Very rare.
0: (laughs) You're right. And yet they can have a voice. Absolutely. And And they're the people that you want to see succeed because they care. Yeah. And they're so invested. Right. And.
1: Yeah. And so I I attended those weekly meetings. I mean, I think I missed a couple from the time I started in November until um, I officially was elected in November and so i I had learned a lot. I had observed a lot. I had watched other meetings. I had attended the full week all day long for budget in the fall um and a lot of human services meetings that my predecessor had told me about that they existed and i could I could learn and I was also commissioner elect um in after the primary because I didn't have an opponent in the general and so you know from from the time that primary was held in I think it was in that year, August, not June, um, I knew I would be the commissioner, and I knew that every bit of learning I could do before I took office would help me be a better commissioner. And even then, you know, there was still so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's a lot. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to learn. Um, and it, it makes a big difference when you can
0: do the homework. And, and, and be prepared. And, yeah. and now you're running again. Yes. What is it you'd like to accomplish during your second term? Do you have some goals or is it yeah. just that you love being part of the process? Why yeah, are you running?
1: That's a great question. I had to be concise. I There's a lot we have still to do. Um, we have a lot of things that are in the middle, you know, and other things that we know we need to do more of. And I on my, my postcard, I narrowed it down to some of these that are perhaps the easiest for folks to understand. But I... I love to engage. People can call and ask me about other things, too. And they have um, lots of great emails and great phone calls. Again, I don't think I said it, but my master's research project was citizen engagement. And I did it about, yeah, I did it specific to here in Caseville, citizen engagement. But it's still a thing on the county level. We have emergency um, operations that have been big time in the time that I've been a commissioner. Um, not only have we had a long-term public health emergency to respond to, which has um, thankfully gotten less of an emergency over time and yet still evolving and still, still a thing. Um, but we also, on March 18th, had the most significant earthquake that we've had here in a long time, decades. Um, so we had an earthquake. We had another destructive windstorm. They used to be 100 year windstorms. They're not 100 year windstorms anymore. Pretty common now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We have had flood. We had a tornado touchdown. There are more threats to safety in Davis County than any other county. Our emergency um, manager for the whole county came into his position under Sheriff Sparks in February of 2020. He's had a fire hose. And he is the one who has informed us about all of the things that are considered risks. Now it doesn't mean they're they're uh, on edge every day cuz they're not, but we have four of the five refineries, we have three major highways, we have pipelines, a railroad, we have a base. And there's others. <laughs> so <laughs> you're right. In addition to mother nature, there's just a lot of things that that we have to be prepared for and know the correct protocol and responses in case of emergency or actual threat to those that infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So um, there will be additional emergency operations, and we have already started to um, research and look at an, our own emergency operations center. Tooele has one. We toured it. And um, they're far smaller than we are, but there's a reason that they have one Um, And it had to do with with military operations some longer time ago. Mm -hmm. And so um, we will have one of those because of federal funds that came in response to the pandemic and that it fits in the guidelines. Um, We all know that we're in a 20-year downward trend of drought or of of moisture, a downward trend of moisture, Mm -hmm. with the last two years having been a a drought severe enough that it caught even the experts kind of – surprised. Right, and very worried, so. Very worried. Mm-hmm. Um and so water conservation and Great Salt Lake Salt Lake efforts mm-hmm. are now priority for you? Such a priority. They're a priority for the entire state. There's not one agency at the head of the state that handles all of water, so it's very complex. Even in Davis County, we've had this question quite a lot in the last year. Um there's a hodgepodge of irrigation water with all the different districts, mm-hmm. and some don't even have irrigation water. In certain pockets, they only have culinary water to use on their yard.
0: So it's complicated. It's super complicated. It is. The more I learn, the more I'm completely amazed. It's eye-opening to it learn
1: how, what a what a complex system it is, and water rights. How does that work? That goes back to the pioneers. Um, water enough water for agriculture is a very big deal mm-hmm. to have local growing. So all of this is, has a, a big eye on it now on all levels of government. The county can't do policy for the uh, water throughout the county. It's really more of the water conservancies and the state and the cities, actually. Yes. But that doesn't mean we don't do our part convening and presenting as a county um, policy that makes sense and weighing in on that. And that includes, of course, the Great Salt Lake. That's a whole other topic. 911 dispatch consolidation. I give a lot of credit to Sheriff Sparks um, for having um, listened to all of the cities. He listened to the cities and their interest in having par- their own paramedic through their fire departments. Mm-hmm. He is the one who brought that to fruition with um, commission support, and all of the city managers had great interest all 15 cities and having mm-hmm. that happen. Absolutely. Yeah, that's been a question, you know. Mm-hmm. Gosh, was that a His good idea thing? His idea was a... Yeah. Yeah. It was actually the cities with county support and Sheriff Sparks um, being a great leader for um, all of the agencies around the county. Um, so we want to turn that into uh, also a uh, dispatch consolidation. We actually have four different agencies doing dispatch and there's some challenges with four different ones, and it could right. be it could be more efficient as well. We um, have a medical wing that will start operation in July. We had an older medical area um, with just only uh, five rooms or six rooms for people who were needing separation, and we just. Pre-pandemic, started to work on it, and then because of the pandemic, it's only been affirmed that is not sufficient for a county our size and for a jail our size. And so a whole wing has been under construction. We we had to decide whether to um, construct an upper level when we didn't know yet what would happen, but it made sense. We thought with the growth of our county still ahead of us, it made sense to do that. And now it's becoming clear that that could probably work as a consolidated dispatch. Good decision. Yeah, we're excited about that. There's people touring it already, and lots of discussion for um, a dispatch consolidation. So uh, one or two, and even even Weber County, believe it or not, is the model in the state. They are, they have got it down, and um, we have toured them as well, and. there's you can have backup dispatch anywhere in the world, believe it or not. But we could also have backup dispatch right there from Weber County and vice versa. So whether we have, have just redundancy. one or two, it just makes sense for taxpayer funding and for um, response times to to not have it separated in a county as small in size as Davis and with as large a population as we have. Um, just go. I'll run through these last ones really fast, but we inherited discussion and challenges with the county property that's existed in Fair and Farmington for the whole county not just for Farmington where the fairgrounds were and um and how much in demand it was for hard floor events in addition to dirt floor events and in 2008 with the great recession A lot less demand for equestrian and some of the dirt floor uses, and so they were never turned away. But then, when they would try to reserve, it would be it would already be booked out and reserved already. And this includes like 4-H things, which are very important to Davis County, right? And the extension that runs 4-H is actually Utah State. Which property for the extension Mm -hmm. is here in in Kaysville.
0: Kaysville? Yes, so we love that
1: we had to. We it was discussed so many. Commissions before hours, even the, the contemplated selling that property, but it was purchased in case the the sheriff's property would ever need to exp- expand. We don't anticipate that expand that need happening, but we have seen a huge change in the urbanization of Davis County. Still, the need for um, and the desire to recognize the value of 4-H. Um, how nice it is to have a facility right in our own county for dirt floor uses. Mm-hmm. And so discussions began in, with our commission with the extension because they have space for it. They do, and it's going to be
0: fantastic. Oh,
1: future commissions then, you know, wouldn't contemplate selling the property. Um, I mean, we really have had people want us to sell them. Oh, the I, property. I bet. That's yeah. prime property we, over there. Yeah. So um, it's it's by golly, sustainable, then it will only be dirt floor uses. An indoor arena, an outdoor arena, it will start construction. We hope this fall constructions are taking longer, um, but but it's going to happen. It'll it will be, be sustained there. That'll be really nice. S- still central for the whole entire county mm-hmm. to be able to reserve, and especially for four, the 4-H um, folks. Um, and we already uh started a Northern Utah Economic Alliance, which is us in Weber County, working on continuing more jobs available for folks here, um, helping the businesses that are already here grow and stay here, and then attracting those that are interested in relocating to Northern Utah, having them know um, and get all the information about Davis and Weber counties. Regionalization great. of that effort has been a big deal, and it has been working and then we already checked this box but the memorial courthouse historic remodel that was also years and trying to decide and our commission
0: made those decisions you guys made the decision and it's gonna happen it's great
1: we could go friday it actually Mm -hmm. opened for public viewing and the offices will go in in about a week um, and the people have asked i'll close with this you can ask me any remaining question but they've said oh Gosh, this is amazing! You know, this is an icon for the whole state. Mm-hmm. In addition to Davis County, it's it's over a hundred years old, and there's a whole there's many stories about the history. Of the of the first courthouse in the state was the Davis County Courthouse. It was on that property in an adobe two story. Um, but they said, well, well, gosh, is it going to be used? And the answer is yes, because we have departments that are in temporary locations. Good. And now those will be able to come into that. Um, into that space mm-hmm, into that space so yes it will be active fantastic used. and then the old courthouse room upstairs will not be a courthouse because of course we have modern courthouse facilities but it will uh, be a place where there can be um, meetings held and you know county functions held in there so uh, that's that box has been checked and we're so proud of it it we just found out that it's going to receive an award for historic remodels. Oh, really? It's, it's been, it was nominated that's quite an honor for a historic remodel um, achievement.
0: That That's fantastic. Uh, w- what we love about Davis County is our heritage. Yes. Being able to preserve the past, plan for the future, and yeah, yeah do things the right way. Yes. Lorraine, it has been so much fun talking to you and learning about the work that you do as a county commissioner. Oh. Thank you. I mean, people really, I think, don't have any idea. No how much time it takes. I go to a lot of meetings. You probably go to even more meetings and I see you at so many things. You are full-time, more than full-time, working hard for our county and to represent us. And so I appreciate everything that you do and the sacrifices that you've made to, to make these decisions mm-hmm. and to make this um, a priority in your life. Campaigning is hard. Yeah. As adding... I've watched the campaigns and the signs go up, I'm thinking, oh, I'm so glad it's not me, because it's it's wonderful to be able to serve. It, there's a long, tough road, though, to get there. Yes, you're right. And and a lot of sacrifices that have to be made well, in order to achieve it.
1: Thank you, Tammy. You have done that long, hard road and continued to. And yeah, perhaps the people who know the most uh, and appreciate the impact is, are the families because it also takes a whole family oh. that's impacted.
0: I know with our husbands out there <laughs> putting yeah. signs up for us, taking them down, putting them up.
1: Yeah, my husband's ready to be done with that part-time job mm-hmm. on top of
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My husband would say, "You know, you have the primaries." And then I'd i tell him, "We have to take the signs down." He's like, "What? <laughs> what? Know. Are you kidding me?" I said, me? "Yeah, we have to take them down, then we're going to put them back up." Again. <laughs> <laughs> and then they disappear and um, the wind. exactly wreaks they its d- havoc, Well, and-, and that's been a big deal, <laughs> signs disappearing which should not happen. Been. Should not happen, but it
1: does. What about a mustache on a sign? I have one special one that had a must grew oh. a mustache. <laughs> oh. Anyway, and then it's, a Clearfield council member said, "This is so embarrassing. I'm do I have your permission to go take that mustache off oh. here in our city?" I said, "Go for it."
0: Oh, it's just <laughs> yeah, it's whatever, all Part right? of the process, right? And we have to it. be able to laugh at it. Otherwise,
1: yes. we would just cry. It, we give would up.
0: cry <laughs> because it's so expensive to to have those signs made. Yeah, it is, and and such a wonderful wonderful act of service to even want to run and so it's it's really neat to see people successfully win their campaigns and and then go on to do a fantastic job wow so thank you for talking to me and spending time with me today and hopefully people will feel like they learned about the job that you do and learned what it takes to be a county commissioner
1: thank you so much Tammy. thank you for having me great thank you for your service to casewell
0: thank you